Hello. Welcome into episode 68 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is slightly better than what we're thinking. I'm Carrie. Uh, today, joined by Rob. Hello. Chad. Hello. John. Hoi hoi. Sean had to go do Sean things today, which sometimes Sean has to go Sean, and, you know, got to respect that. Um, but joining us from somewhere in Nebraska... Yes, I totally did that on purpose. Um, from is, the home office. And yes. Via satellite. Yes. From, from, from somewhere in a bunker in Nebraska. Um, <laughs> a friend of the show, and now actually repeat guestimer. You get the repeat guestimer uh, t-shirt. Uh, that'll be in the mail. <laughs> quarter till never. Um, but uh, yeah, a friend of the show, Adam. Filling in for Sean. Hello, thank you again for having me. Excited to be back. Welcome in. Now, I mean, in all seriousness, weren't there like bunkers in Nebraska, like missile silos? Am I making this up? Was that somewhere further out uh, that way? But I feel like it was. You're, you're probably, I think you're maybe confusing us with the Dakotas, which is pretty uh. easy outside of the Midwest to do. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, you got to remember we're in the middle of, uh, we're in the Midwest and in, in storm country. So a lot of people have, uh, have shelters down, uh, that they built down, uh, like on their farms and whatnot, uh, from big storms. So you're not wrong there. That okay. is, yeah, that is true. Definitely. A got friend it. of mine, his wife, their family is from Iowa. Not the same. I'm familiar, but it's. <laughs> like that's one of those things like she will not live in a house without a basement and mm-hmm. in kentucky it's not terribly common i mean people have them but it's not something that's a, a must-have our house doesn't have a basement i'm like it would have been nice i would have junked it up full of crap and bourbon but instead oh, i have a front room so yeah, but it, it's but like i never thought about it it never occurred to me that i need a place to go in case of a severe storm in yeah. fairness, I mean, in Kentucky, I've been in, involved in two tornadoes in my lifetime. So, I've been involved, but I don't have I've been, a basement either. I've been involved in two here, and one on the island that we just got back from before, and so and a water spout too. Chad, oh. do you have a basement? Yeah. yeah, and it's full of like John says, full of junk and bourbon. Yep. Okay. Yep. And beer, <laughs> and beer making stuff, like beer, beer making stuff, shelves and shelves of bourbon, and just random junk. Because I've yeah. never I've never been to your house, Chad. I've been to Rob's house twice. Rob, do you have a basement? I can't remember. I, I do not, but if I did, it would be bobbleheads and bourbon. I mean, you know. Okay. So that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, like John said, we don't have a basement, but I'm very happy with how we finally got our front room set up. So I am I am happy with that. Anyway, so yeah. So it's changed the two months that uh, that we haven't been there. Yeah, no, it actually has because we um you know I got the P- Miss Pac-Man cabinet, the sixty and one. Oh yeah. And then we uh we finally cleared Stuart out, sent him to Goodwill finally. So, but you all weren't here for that. Um, so that's kind of changed the dynamic of the room too a little bit. So anyway, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but Chad, yeah, you got back just got back from vacation, yeah. Yes, I did. We went to the beach for a week. We had great weather until uh, we should have. We would have been returning today, just like an all-day drive. Um, but we started out yesterday because of Cristobal, actually. So we had six days there of wonderful weather, seventies, um, low eighties at the highest, I think. Um, just beautiful weather on the beach. Got to do some fishing, swimming, all that kind of fun stuff. But then. Um, you know, and it's it's crazy. You know, and we talk about this over the past few podcasts, like what the world's doing, and what it's so it's almost like COVID never existed. 
basically when you get into Alabama and further south. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, at first I thought that was like, well, this, is this just a thing where people are just like, they're simpletons? Because we, we take back roads and stuff. But what I found is that the, all these people down there were itching to reopen and they went full bore, right? Right. It's a... Uh, so if we, you did occasionally see somebody with a mask, it was like John's favorite. It was a chin strap one, mm. or it was one that, you know. <laughs> um, but the bars and restaurants on the beach were open. Uh, you know, draft beer was being served. I mean, when my sister first hit the island, that's the first stop she made. She stopped at that place just to have a draft beer because, you know, she hadn't had one in so long. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. The only, the only time that a mask was referenced on my whole trip down there I stopped into the to the bait and tackle store to get some uh, um, saltwater fishing stuff that I needed, and a guy was talking to me, and he was a taller gentleman, and I wasn't really paying attention to what he looked like, whatever, and he was talking to for whatever. Well, when I was ready to check out, he walked away and asked his somebody else, the lady, to come check me out. She was like, she's like, you have a mask? I was like, yeah, I have one. I was like, do you require one here? She's like, well, if you come back, will you please wear one because he's over seventy? So and I'm like, well, that's <laughs> fair, right? You know, that's like, okay, but you could. You could have at least put it on your door. Like, we would, would you please? Yeah, after I've talked to him for like five minutes about stuff, but he's behind plexiglass with a mask on. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird. Right. Yeah. It just makes me wonder like what's going to happen. Like, how long is it going to take for some cases to ramp up? And then they, here we go back down with the forced closure of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, right. there's a lot going on in the world right now. And honestly, you know, I think most people are aware of what's been going on, uh, especially in the last week. And, you know, there's plenty of tons of resources out there and podcasts and people talking and that kind of thing. Um, we don't want to go down that path necessarily. We're going to try and keep it um, just a little bit lighter uh, on the lighter side of things. Uh, yeah. Today, so we the- kick off with Chad killing some old man in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's a good start. Okay, that's, that's a good start. That's, that's a good start. I'm kind of with Chad. I mean, again, if you have a sign on the door there, I mean, you know, I'm cool with that. I, yeah, I, I cool. mean, I'll be more than willing to 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 put on my mask and come in. I, yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Like you said, he talked to you for five minutes and like, oh, hey, you come check this person out. So I got. Well, in Kentucky and Tennessee, like, you know, we, we generally had the car. We had masks and things like that, you know, because we expected it to be more like it is here, like where people, they're not demanding it, but they strongly suggest, right? Or yeah. some stores like Costco, like, won't let you in. So we were, you know, doing the song and dance in, in Kentucky and Tennessee when we made stops. And when we hit Alabama, it was like, and maybe because it was so much warmer there, I mean, it was like that when we were driving down there, it was in the 90s in Alabama already. And it was just like. Maybe they just think that all this sunlight is just killing everything, but I have no idea. Yeah, and again, we don't want to get too far too far down this path, but I do want to kind of ask Adam, what's what's it like out there in Nebraska kind of with all of this? Because again, you know, like Chad said, all these states are kind of doing yeah. things different. So yeah, I mean, it's basically been since Memorial Day. Um, things really, I mean, people kind of forgot about it. It kind of like what Chad said earlier. I mean, I think the weather got significantly nicer. Um, you know, people were just starting to get fatigued with everything. We had pretty much been on lockdown since mid-March. And this was actually the first week that my office reopened. We had been working from home for about 
10 or 11 weeks. So um, my wife and I, were still not keen on going out to bars or restaurants and sitting down. A lot of them are either open 50% or there, some of them are even open 100% now. Um, bars just reopen for, for the most part too. So uh, things are, are starting to, to get back to normal, but that's kind of what I've been wondering too is are if, because people still aren't wearing masks. I mean, I still, if I go pick up food, because we'll still do takeout from a lot of the local places around here. And if that's going to be um, what we do probably for the foreseeable future, just because we don't have an interest in, in going out. So um, yeah, it kind of feels like since, since summer quote unquote summer hit uh, people have just kind of forgotten about it and we'll see if a, uh, if a second wave comes. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's all I can do at this point. I mean, just take a wait and, and kind of see approach because we don't know what's going to happen. We still don't know a whole lot about this, you know, this this disease. Am I allowed to call it a disease? Is that correct? Because I know there's the no virus. such thing. As, it's a virus. It's, okay. <laughs> virus. Virus. <laughs> Pathogen. Virus. Contagion. I'll accept any of those. You jerk. Um, how about jerk? Is that is that does that work? It's that, incorrect, <laughs> but you do. Does that work for you? Okay. Um, I guess, I guess we're just going to transition to what we're drinking, and then, gonna, and then I'm going to, and then and then we're going to talk uh, a little bit about some a uh, couple of bourbon topics. Um, so I, I'll tell you what we're all drinking. John picked this butte out, um, <laughs> and it hadn't been opened. I think Sean may have brought this to one oh, of the shows the, at some oh, point. The, the Trader Joe's, yeah, and it's tra- <laughs> it's the Trader Joe's, and it's. And, I don't know that so, I've ever had it. I don't know. Two different bottles have been brought to my home um, over the years, and I don't think I've ever opened one of them. It, it, Chad, do you? It, there's rumor out there that this is made by somebody, and I can't remember who. Is it like Beam? Do we know? Uh, the, the Kirkland's brand is. Kirkland's oh, okay, from it's Costco Kirkland. is. Yep, yep. I don't know about Trader Joe's. There's a rumor that where it's from, and I cannot for the life remember who who they think makes it. But anyway, first time I've tried it, it's I, um, 90 proof, so we'll see. I, I thought I thought that too, John. Uh, as far as the the where it's sourced from, I thought it was Beam too. But I could be making that up. But I seem to recall hearing that yeah. at some point. Maybe that was me you talking about. It. Could have been. I found my source. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. Rob and I agree. Yes. Well, <laughs> Rob, I know has gotten has got a special drink that was made special for him. <laughs> That's right. The, the wife was in the kitchen whipping up some beverages today. Uh, I have a very bougie looking cocktail. Uh, it is a, it is a bourbon lemonade um, with some mint. It's a bourbon lemon mint julep. I, I've been correct. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Wow. <laughs> Correction corner. <laughs> Corrections corners in effect today. Um, no, it's, it's a, uh, it's got Woodford in it. It's two ounces um, simple syrup and then uh, lemonade and then a splash of uh, club soda to give it a little bit of carbonation. It's a it's a very nice summer drink, very tasty. All right, Chad, I don't think you're drinking on anything, are you? No. Shit, I hit the mute. No, my dog was snoring. No, I just like roll man. I'm drinking, I'm drinking a water. The mute, the dog is like legit snoring. No, that's all good. Uh, I know. I see Adam sipping on something in a in a proper glass. Yes. Yep. Yep. I got. I, uh, if y'all can see it, it's going to be maybe a little hard to tell. It says uh, Nebraska Bourbon Society, yeah. a little neat, neat taster there. Um, so what I got, I actually picked up yesterday, was a um, Maker's Mark Private Select from one of the local places here in Omaha. 
Um, I don't know if you can read it really well, but the staves are the baked P- American pure, the seared French cuvee, uh, roasted French mocha, and toasted French spice. It's 111.2 proof. Um, it's really tasty. It's a it's a spice bomb for sure. Yeah, those may some of those makers can be magical. Those private selects. Yeah, yeah, they can be really good. Which I would never have thought going into it. When I first mm-hmm. saw those out there, I'm like, eh, it's going to be the same sort of thing and baseball cards, I'm told. Um, but then <laughs> you try some of them and they really are very, very good. I, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, no, I mean, I had never tried any until Chad brought one to the show. And I think I have maybe four or five now. Um, you know, and, and two or three have been good. I had one really, really good one and, uh, and like one that I have not liked at all. So it's been yeah, very that's that's uh, that. But the beauty of those things, though, like I mean, I know we've talked about this before, is if you find one that you like, mm-hmm. you know, and like let's say you you pick one for your bourbon club or whatever, and it's it's a really good one, it's easy to reproduce. You can just like you know, yeah. if you get another pick again, you can say, hey, we would like to just order another batch, another you know barrel of that, because you know makers is makers is makers. But when they do that toasting procedure, it it really does it really does change things. For the better, and, and I like that. Yeah, no, cast absolutely. Too. Yeah, no, it's a higher strength. I mean, it's like like I said, that was the one that you because I was not a makers person. I don't think I had a bottle of makers at my house, um, and now I have like a, well, probably five or six. Nice. We were yeah. we were makers people. We were definitely makers. Oh, you people. have makers. Yeah, you have makers. Models. Well, makers no, from way back. The actually drinking makers. Like that's what that oh, was. Yeah, that yeah. that was our go to tailgate drink. Um, my very first bottle of bourbon was bought for me by somebody who just turned twenty one when I was not, and I told him just to get some bourbon, and it was a bottle of Jim Beam that I think I have somewhere still around here. I don't think I ever finished it because like I didn't know any better, so I just like. <laughs> drank it from the bottle and i'm like this really is not good well we had that oh, wait a minute i got a question here oh yeah so you, shoot you're talking jim beam when you're 21 why were you not like i 15? wasn't 21 i wasn't 21 no no well i i grew up in a dry i grew up in a dry county as a like a real dry that's county. even worse oh yeah 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 it, get, um, some at, get some of that bootleg hooch, man. See, that's the thing is I should have. But all the everybody, I was very boring as a child. Everybody that was doing that was all they were spending their Friday nights at cemeteries. You've got to understand, John was the secretary or vice oh, president of up. Students Against Drunk Driving. No, I driving. was the treasurer, you and, asked. And, okay, you were the treasurer. <laughs> and you and your friend Chad fixed a, fixed a, a uh, what do you call it, a drawing for prizes. Um, so that you, yeah, a no. raffle. They it fixed, was a point-based participation it, system in which it. the officers <laughs> attended more events than everyone else. So of course you had more points. So the president got first pick and got a TV, and the secretary, the vice president, got a second pick and got something I don't remember. And myself and my one of my better friends, he was the secretary. We were tied. I went first. I got a phone that was very nice. He got what he always referred to as the dinky phone. Mine died about three weeks into it, and his phone works to this day. 
So, so this is just graft and corruption and grace. Is what we're talking about. Oh, in the, yeah, totally, absolutely. In the, the rules are very clear. Driving. If you don't choose to play, then that's on you. Well, yeah, yeah. the American dream, right there. It is. I'm telling you what. Uh, no wonder the FBI focuses on political corruption so much. See, <laughs> and it's and it's always in Eastern Kentucky. And it's, it's, it starts right. early. And it starts. Yeah. And yeah. then it progresses. You learn early. First, it's first it's it's rigging high school raffles, and then it goes to gravel and blacktop. After that, yes. Uh, like top and gravel is where it's at. Allegedly. And then possibly VCRs from the state capitol. But that was not in my neck of the woods. That's another story. Um, all right. So, Chad, normally when you go to your vacation spot uh, down there at St. George's Island, you typically try to stop along the way in liquor stores and collect yeah. uh, things. How was that this year? Terrible. I mean, it's like, you know, the only thing that I saw that I would call, call drinkable was one bottle on the shelf of uh, uh, Eagle Rare, and it was seventy nine ninety nine. Holy so, crap. wow! Uh, but it used to be like years past. I mean, that used to be that used to be my stock up trip. Like I had I had it programmed into uh, into Google Maps all these places that I would hit, and you could find gems like uh, like uh, Ancient Age Ten Year. You could find all these things, these forgotten about like little gems, and pick those up along the way. Uh, but those days, I mean, those are all, even the back roads, tiny town places, because we like to travel 27 and 231 and all yeah. these non-interstate roads for as much as we can, because I think you really get to see what's left of America that way. You get to see the things, you know, Jim likes to go fast and, you know, get there as quick as possible, but I'm the one, I really like to see what's going on, you know, in the world. It's like, to me, it's more enjoyable to see what's going on. Um, and so those towns always have liquor stores, a little package stores or something like that. And they used to always hold like, you know, a, a random like little gym that you don't see anymore. But this trip was a complete waste of time for me in that regard. <laughs> I think those days are pretty much over. That's a bummer. So do you think it's because they've gotten wise to this or they're just not getting a product um, or a combination? They're flipping on combination and also in the, and that the, just the mad flippers are just a... The potato people, as I've started to call them, just, I mean, they're they're willing to get their hustle. They're willing to drive fifty right. to hundred now, and not just collect stuff in their local towns. And so, if you think about the number of potato people out there, it's pretty easy to cover the, the geography of a state. You know, if you consider a hundred mile, you know, diameter for yeah twenty to fifty to hundred people, they're you know, like this one guy. I know he I know he bought up all of the virgin bourbon in like Upper Georgia. Because he was flipping it and bragging on it, right? And so, it is what it is. I had my fun those days, you know. What's Adam? What's what's the what's the potato people seen in Nebraska? Oh, they are plenty and prevalent. There's actually a new store that just opened up probably a couple weeks ago now, and I know the the guy that's doing the the bourbon and the spirits there and. He said he had several people within the first week that have come in asking if they have any pappy. And, yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with here. Nobody wants to take the time to establish relationships or, or do anything to kind of earn, you know, earn anything. But, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, so but I, I think that that actually works in your favor because then you kind of get the access to the the, the – private select picks and maybe people aren't as uh out there in t as in tune to the store the store picks and how good they are they just want the the rip it and flip it but it's oh, good yeah, that they absolutely. show themselves 
expose yourself to the to the sunlight of truth. That way we know who you are. Well, we all know. You're this, the scourge of the earth that you it, are. That way we know who you are. Taters grow in the ground. Mm. It's facts. Mm. Um, we need a well, blight. On, since we're on, since he said the, the magical word, pappies, let's circle around and let's uh, drag John out in the street. And Here we go. His, uh, beat his love child, Buffalo Trace. Could oh. they be more of the potato people themselves these days? No. I mean, kosher rye, kosher wheat, kosher bourbon, mm-hmm. single barrel, you know, a the, barrel proof. The taste the rainbow of Wellers. Yeah. <laughs> We've now, they have the Skittles of bourbon. I agree with you. They it's did. all the Infinity the Stones right. of bourbon, isn't it? See? What's that? The, the Infinity it. Stones, isn't it? Oh, it totally uh, is. It's more, it's like a, like hands and feet. Yeah, it, it's kind of past that. Because, I mean, I, and I think, you know, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, no, they were they were probably on the forefront of that, and then Basil Hayden kind of uh, kind of got on the tail end of that with their different colored bottles and on their expression. So, but yeah, Weller was, Weller was a little bit out front on that. Hey, but you know they're making money. I'm not knocking out a lot of capitalism, you know. But I mean, it's like I'm just over them, man. It's like Special Reserve, Weller Twelve, a Weller Antique, foolproof. Choose your perfect bourbon, single barrel, single barrel, barrel proof. Kosher this. I mean, See, like, what, they're, what really? they're doing here is they're focused on people like Rob. What they're doing is they're, these people that are like, oh, yeah, we're, wow. we're deflecting. Um, it's yeah. These, these, yeah. these people that have this, this penchant for collections and they have this obsession to complete collections. I don't know because I don't collect anything. Oh, yeah. But you don't know anything about that. Those people, they're like, if we just keep adding two more every quarter, do you realize the number of sales we're going to have in this area? And they know because Rob will be sitting at home like, well, now I don't have the whole thing. Now I can't tell people I have the whole thing. <laughs> now what am I going to do? I need the brown label. I need the I need the chartreuse label. What about the magenta? What am I going to do? That's what they're doing. Chartreuse is a good color choice for Rob, by the way. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm sure he would have a pocket square that would match that. Uh, and, but <laughs> even on that, just uh, just to finish this up, even on that, I mean, the, the pinhook bottles have been really cool with their coloring. Uh, I I, I, I've only, I, I think I, I have two, and uh, the, I, I had a, a, the Rise, and, and you know, they, they've been okay, but I really do like the colors on there, because they're like the, the Silk Jockeys colors. I so if you're going to go with something, go pin it. I would never buy a bourbon because they have different colored bottles, right? I, That's, yeah. I mean, look, think about, like, think about repeat performance. Look at Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Hands down, yeah. the single best, three time per year release, every year. Crushes it all. Same dumb, ugly bottle, bottle after bottle, but the batches change, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they could t- they could totally tater that out and say, so, I mean, God, they could start making a mint too. Uh, I was, I just, I, was I just don't think they picked. I don't think they picked it up. They must have bad marketing. No, I was shocked because I picked up two of those A one twenties. They were just on the shelf. Usually they're usually they're in Lexington. They're going to be sitting somewhere on the side. They were just on the shelf. The rest of the bourbons. And I was like, oh, well, I'll get a couple of those. Yeah, but so a buddy of mine, so he went on vacation last week. He got back the, the weekend that we left, and he went to Alabama, and he he was posting in one of our groups. He was like, "Do you all want? Are you all looking for anything?" He's like, "It's everywhere down here." He went to he actually went to like Gulf Shores area. We went to Panhandle, Florida, um, all redneck Riviera, not acting like I'm a baller. I'm just you know, <laughs> white, white trash here. Uh, let's be honest. So and I said, "Yeah," I said, "I'm looking for A120s." So I was like, "I've had a couple that look good." 
Did you just say I look like poor white trash? That's hurtful, John. No, no. <laughs> it's that I, I. It's interesting to me that that's what you find because you you find these sort of gems, and that's. I wish yeah. that I had seen it because I haven't seen that batch. The it's a one twenty. I haven't no, seen that elsewhere. But the thing of it is, it's it's just like you said. There's a point at which that sort of blows up, and it's uh-huh. much like the story you said where you were trying to go down there and find things that nobody else was looking into. Once you find something like that, the word spreads quick, and once you know some folks that are in the game too that are, you know, they'll look out for you and that kind of stuff, but it's, you have to find something that's solid, but then you get an exceptional batch, and that's yeah, so really the most C- celebrated. C919 was great. A120 yeah. is extra-worldly, so he, had, he was like, He's like, how many are you looking for? I was like, I'll take up to six. And he's like, he's like, cool. He's like, I got him. He said, I see him down here. He's like, can you send me the money so I can go ahead and get him? So I just Venmoed him. And nice. and so another guy had wanted one. So he brought back a total of seven. And that guy sent me a, a text the other day. He said, man, holy shit, I see why you wanted six. He's like, I should have got more. They're <laughs> solid. Yeah, they're great. Wow, that's... So if you see that one out there, Adam, get that. Logic Craig Barrel Proof Batch A120. We got to look for All right, yeah. I've been, I've been seeing that around but haven't gotten a chance to pick one up just because I haven't heard many reviews of it. But, yeah, if I see it, I'll grab one for sure. Well, Chad's, I think Chad's review is the only review that you need. <laughs> I'm a heaven hell homer, man. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> John's over here still trace life in it. All right. Um, we gotta get and some... Rob's over here just picking out bourbon by the way it looks. Right. Hey, <laughs> baseball cards. They're very pretty. Whatever, whatever pocket square he has whatever. with him that day that matches. I have shoes this color. <laughs> this would be perfect. Oh, it's lemon drop yellow wax. <laughs> Purchase. The abuse I take. Hey, well, one thing we have learned in like making all these beers and that, that just hate on people is, man, there's a, there's a shit ton of different wax colors out there you can get. Like, as we try to match the wax with the theme, like, you can get stuff with glitter in it. You can get, like, snow-looking effects and, like, silver uh, silver sprinkles in there. It's like, you could really... These people in the bourbon world really haven't gone as full tater as they can. Hmm. <laughs> they can yes. just use that to mask if, uh, if something doesn't taste so great. They can, I mean, they can use that kind of stuff to make a bottle look pretty and kind of mask if the if the juice doesn't fit. Oh, sure. So you got somebody like Rob that's going to buy it. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, this matches my socks. Tangerine. I've been looking for this. <laughs> and you know, Kelly. That's a good color. <laughs> Kelly appreciates the color coordination for sure. Mm. All right, we got to we got to talk about some some just nonsense news topics here. Um, so first of all, we gotta we gotta visit this this one topic because it was the the talk of the world for like what three four weeks maybe a month with when the sh- all the shutdown happened and early pe- quarantine people were going to yeah, early, crazy early. onto Netflix and whatever and that's the Tiger King and we all watched it and obviously we talked about it and all that Adam did you watch it Oh yeah we we got on the the Tiger King train for sure Okay so they said the other day Carrie they were like to think that the ti- that Tiger King was the least crazy thing that would happen this year, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm like... So, you know, Joe Exotic is still sitting in jail and, uh, you know, his little campaign to free Joe Exotic did not work out for him because he's still in jail. And now, apparently, that bitch, Carol Baskins, (laughs) has been granted custody of his tiger kingdom zoo zoo, via court order judge so i guess you know we kind of need to get some opinions um and there may also be a fake will floating around too 
out there. I don't know. So, Adam, I'm actually going to start with you on this and, and, and get your get your opinion on the whole Carol Baskin getting the Tiger King's property. Well, I think it's a, a bit of irony, isn't it? It just makes things come full circle. I mean, his whole thing was trying to take her down, and now he's sitting in jail while she's got reign over, over his kingdom and his zoo now. So I feel like it's... I don't know. It just it kind of feels proper with the with all the craziness of the of the entire story. So um, I guess nothing really surprises me coming coming out of this, just because it was a show of just complete bad people that nobody you really could root for anybody in in the storyline. So it's just like, okay, what's what's next? And is it going to be shocking? Sure, maybe for a second, but then it's it's going to die down. So no, I, when I saw that, I just felt like, yeah, that's that kind of seems par for the course with this story. I, I, I could kind of agree with that. Although I thought that that Jeff, what's his head, dude, Jeff Lowe, yeah, oh yeah, I thought he was. I thought he got custody of that property. But Chad, what's your opinion on this whole thing? It, it, it is it is it a, is it a resk? I mean, you know, is is that what this ends up being? I don't know. Is is this? It seems very medieval, right? Like according to Adam's brief retelling of it, like you know how these events unfurl. Like you got the hero quote-unquote, and the anti-hero, then all of a sudden, <laughs> the hero is, you know, he loses his whole kingdom, is in jail, and the anti-hero comes to get, I don't know, it's it's very picaresque to me. It's just a solid Greek tragedy. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he feels that way. I got, I mean, you know, again, going back to watching the show, it was, for whatever reason, it, it, Joe's rationale about his hatred for this woman could, a woman could only lead to her getting his property. Uh, he, he was an, just an idiot in that sense that he could not figure this out. I mean, you know, if you fake shoot somebody on live TV, you go to Florida and protest and, and all the stuff that, that you do, then, yeah, you're probably going to lose and you're an idiot for doing these things. You have to recognize at some point, hey, this is probably not working for my brand. So, idiot there. The, <laughs> the but don't you know that all, all media is, or all, all news is, or even if it's bad news, it's good news, right? All good, or all publicity is good publicity. Amen. So, I mean, it's, it just works out for him that way. In this instance, I would probably disagree just because of the nature of the, the stupid things that he was doing. But the other thing is... But he is, stayed on brand the whole time, Rob. He never well, left. I know, mm-hmm. but still, you're, you're, you're never going to win with that. that. That is a losing hand every time. Let me shoot a dummy on live TV with my 357. That, you're an idiot. That's not, that's not, that's not going to win. That's, that's tough. So, Go ahead. The other thought is, what is she going to... I mean, I, I suppose she just sells the property. I mean, because she's not going to manage it. I mean, and and so it's probably the value of it because it's in, it, it's in a small town. I, the value of it's probably very little, but she'll she'll get the cash on that. I guarantee you, she will manage it because now that woman sees her brand expand, and now I think she's got a taste of what this TV show gave her, good, bad, or otherwise, right? Um, and I I think she's going to try to she'll expand the brand. I I think so. I don't I don't think. That. I just don't think she has the ability to branch out any further than, than, than her Florida compound. I don't know. John, you love her. I think she's going to jail for killing her husband. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, all right. Um, first of all, the reason she got the... the way, What happened was that the judge overturned 
and ruled illegal Joe Exotic's transfer of the property to his mother. This is correct. So that's that's where like Joe was going crazy and he was trying to what was a legitimate yeah. kind of trans or plan. Basically, he sold it to his mother for a dollar to get it out of his name so that she couldn't yeah. Baskins couldn't come after him and that kind of thing. Which it didn't work. Which is a shame. I, I buy into to um, Chad's idea of this tragedy but i don't think it's over yet i think there's a chance for our our shining hero in the ems jacket ready to swoop in and save the day there's still a chance there's still a chance for this all to end well coming this winter pandemic to part two how can you how can you hate a dude so prepared that when somebody got mauled he had a bomber jacket ready to go he was there and ready to go well, what is <laughs> one of the greatest I've ever seen on a TV show, especially a documentary? I mean, it was amazing. Well, and that's the thing, the, the whole documentary aspect in that you couldn't make this this stuff up right. But, John, what about this fake will? Oh, it, but she forged it. She clearly forged the will. The sheriff now says it was a forged will. I wonder why. He didn't have time to write it while she was slathering his, his uh, legs with, what was that? She said sardine oil. Sardine oil. Yeah, I she's think, like, yeah. oh, well, you can't. A tiger <laughs> won't eat you unless you're covered in sardine oil. Oh, really? Please tell us more. <laughs> the woman is the think? devil. She is the absolute devil. Well, He's just out there talking to the cool cats and kittens. Come on, John. Well, and now we're now now, now we're dead. Now we're all dead. Mm. Um, now she's yeah. she's coming for us. Mm. But yeah, I just I just think it's interesting that that you think it go it, you think it's gone away. You think you know people have kind of okay we've watched it we've talked about it this kind of thing and it keeps coming back. It, uh, yeah. I kind of feel like this might be unless you can you unless Joe gets out of jail. I kind of feel like this. This might be the last hurrah because, I mean, um, you got uh, what you got, you got the 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 biker dude, but he's not got the character of of Joe, and Doctor Antilli is probably just going to be hanging out saying, "Hey, I want to get away from all of this. I just want to live in my my cult compound <laughs> with my with my women and call it a day." Yeah, hey, I know I know we don't do this the, the politics thing on the show, but if you consider the idea that if Trump does not get elected. And he uses his pardon and commutation skills. Oh, Lord. They're, they're, could, could, could he really get... Wow. Could he really free Joe Exotic? He, he was asked. Yeah. I watched I the press conference son. where he I, was asked. Yeah. His own son. Right? I don't know. I, I The bottom line is, once you think it's over, but it's not. Okay, speaking of TV, we got to talk about this. Because this this thing, I've seen some insane reality TV shows come First, and go over the years. let's give a plug for the Celebrity Couch. Oh yeah, it's, and that's where we found this is the 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 celebrity watch party thing, which is an offshoot of the People's Couch, which is an original uh, show from Bravo, where regular people just watched all these crappy TV shows, and you could watch them watching the TV shows. But it was great because that's how you caught up on this. I could watch it for an hour. Yes. So no, before before right? somebody rails me for this, I'm just saying I didn't watch this stupid show. I watched someone who watched this stupid <laughs> show. Okay, so it is better. I'm better for having done that because I didn't waste my time. But it's so this show is so insane that we we, we I know we have opinions on it. We have to. Okay, so it is called Labor of Love, and it is basically. And John, you can you can help me out with the description here if you wish. I know you will. Um, so this lady, she's in her forties, but she's like forty one or okay. something like that. So 
she wants to have a kid. She was married before she's divorced. She wants to have a kid, and she's on this show now trying to find basically a sperm donor, but it is a combined dating sperm donor show. The guys in the in the first episode had to go into this trailer and... They were given specimen cups. Yes, to, to test their virility. <laughs> and And she said at the top of the show, she's like, I'm done. I want someone else to make choices for me. Yeah. So basically, yeah, she is on this reality show that is going to color me intrigued. Pick pick her 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 possible <laughs> sperm donor, whether by I guess uh, regular old means of making a baby or you know the turkey baster method. I I, I don't know which which is going to be. It wasn't clear. Um, it really wasn't clear. <laughs> so Rob, I know you got you got thoughts on this thing. So just go, dude. <laughs> I got. I might have more questions than thoughts at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose this is what happens when when production studios shut down and people are in need of a lot of TV. Uh, I I think this woman could probably just uh, hit up the the Tinder or or one of those similar apps. Uh, maybe add a questionnaire for the guys to fill out. You know, maybe do a what's that that twenty one and Me test to make sure they got quality genes and call it a day. I mean, the fact that somebody... twenty three and Me, Rob, not twenty one yeah. and Me. That's a, that's a different tool. <laughs> it's a little easy. shallower. The legal, the legal age. If it's twenty one yes. and Me, I can go ahead and answer it for you. There are going to be issues right but but, uh, the fact that somebody's putting some tv like this together is 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 just incredible to me in its own right Uh, yeah chad or adam you want to jump in on this i'm just i'm just googling her she's she's cute but in 41 kind of (laughs) 41 kind of bit uh at the end of the rope it is yeah i mean so that's that's her desperation you see oh okay there weren't enough details given about the first marriage in my opinion i don't don't know i don't know about that yeah and they never said why she got divorced or or anything like that well Um, i can guess she's a person that would go on a show like well i know (laughs) she's a person who would go on a reality show to try to to get to get sperm i mean it's like all right there you go so i know adam is gonna run to the to the uh on demand after we're done and and oh yeah Absolutely. No, I'm not. I'm not to that point of where I'm scraping the the bottom of the barrel to uh, to get entertainment fix. But kind of like what Rob said, it just feels like they're scraping for for things now and trying to create as much shock value as as possible to, to try to get people intrigued. So I think that's just kind of where we're at in, in 2020 at this point with our with our TV. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was I was just gonna say I don't know if this is any worse than that stupid Joe Millionaire show or that Darva Conger. Remember her? Was she was it oh, that gosh. the same? Was that the same she, show or is that two different married. shows? Didn't she marry the millionaire? No, that Joe Millionaire was the dude who they they played off as a millionaire. He wasn't. A, he was a construction. And he was a construction worker. But Darva Conger was on that other show. She got married on TV. Yes. And he to a millionaire to a supposed millionaire, but he wasn't a millionaire. And then she was in Playboy, and then I guess she just got spit well, out I the bottom Playboy. of the adult film industry. But either way, um, I don't wow. <laughs> quickly. I don't. I don't know. I don't honestly don't know if this show is any weirder or worse. I'm not saying that it's any weirder or worse. I'm saying it's all trash. I mean, that's where that, that's that. This is the hill that I'll die on. I mean. <laughs> 
TV and 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 the reality genre as it is, one, it's not reality for the most part. It's all contrived, and it's just trash TV. And if you enjoy it, that's fine. That's your thing. But there's don't no you reason. take this? Did from you us, see Rob? that? Did you see that? His judgy look. Did you see that? His judgy tone. <laughs> He's trying to take this. From but there's no reason <laughs> for this to exist. You in know the what? World. It's just because it's cheap production. It doesn't cost anything, and people enjoy watching it. Scripted TV is really expensive. You have these contract disputes every whatever every five days. There's a new Bachelor. You bring in a hot girl, a bunch of hot guys, or one hot guy, a bunch of hot girls. Either or, you throw them in a hot tub. You put some champagne in there. Boom! You got a TV show. Wow! I'm a great producer. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a new organism. I'm not sure which. Um, you know what? You stop. We'll, we'll stop having these shows when people stop signing up to be on them. What What are That's these fair. dudes? If 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 round one is here's your specimen cup, lock the door behind oh. you. Okay. Like, if that's what you're willing to go through, these people are clearly... Another show I watch, Celebrity Chefs That Can't Cook. I find it entertaining. But one of the people on there is named Joey Bananas or some shit that I don't even know who he is. Um, And there's some guy named Wells that was a bartender on The Bachelor. But that's my point is, these people are desperate to be famous. They they want to go and find a way to do it. Yeah, these D-list celebrities on that that Celebrity Chef show. That's great to watch. Oh, yes. it, like the one, the, like the you put a real housewife out there, and you're like, "This yeah. is a bowl, a bowl. What is this?" It's hilarious. <laughs> you can put the stupidest <laughs> stuff on TV or or contractually and say, "Hey, this is what we want you to do," and it can be the most asinine thing. A thousand people are going to sign up to do that one thing. Well, but because I, you could be famous by people watching you. You could be, be stupid. Okay, but hold on. I, I, and, and, and while I want to agree with that principle, because, you know, there, there's the meritocracy of, of all of this, there are not that many people that I can remember that were on a reality TV show that had got that big break. They were just famous for whatever that time period is. Maybe minus all the people from the, the that that MTV show with the <laughs> the Snooky and that crew. Oh, Jersey oh, the Jersey Shore. Shore. That was quick. Yeah, sure. That was quick, Adam. Um, oh, I I stand for Jersey Shore. Jersey oh Shore my was my one trashy. Well, I also went to school in New York, and I and I knew people from from New Jersey. So for me, that that hit home a, a little bit more because I I could relate because I knew those kind of people. So John, you're from Nebraska you- and you went to New York to school in New York. Yep, I have a I have family that live out in Brooklyn. That's very interesting. I'm not sure. Like, if you had not told me where he was from, if I would have heard his accent and been like, I don't know, I don't know that I would have gotten it. One of those flat states. It's well, it's weird. It's just it's different. Flat states somewhere in Nebraska. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so so John, did you and Carrie watch like the best one of the best reality TV shows that we saw? Over the past five years, a show called Party Down South. Absolutely. It was fantastic, was it not? Absolutely, and I mourn today that it's gone. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we, we watched Florida, Florida, Bama Shore, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a friend what the of hell? Mine, a friend of oh, mine. You can't, you can't judge if you watch Florida, Bama uh-uh. Shore. Can't judge for Jersey Shore. Come on now. Oh, I'm not. I'm judging I'm not. all of you. <laughs> a friend of mine who I worked with, she was actually in the background at one of those uh, Party Down South shows when they were in one of the bars when the fight broke out. Uh-huh. I slowed it down, but I never did see her. Yeah, we used to we used to DVR that shit. Oh, it's you amazing. mean when uh, when Lyle Boudreaux would take off his shirt? Yes, you know, he always would take off his shirt before he fought. Right, such a strange flex, <laughs> right? 
It was good times, though. Oh. What did, what did they convince him to call himself when he was down when they were down in Mexico? Oh, oh man, I don't even remember. Yeah, that. I don't even remember that either. Anyway, but basically he, kept, he kept calling himself a jackass, and yeah. he thought it was yeah. his name. Love like, that show. It was what? Yeah, it was Wild Lyle. It, I'm telling you, that was good stuff. I'm not sure that that any other conference can can produce that kind of entertainment. Only in the SEC. Uh, you can produce this quality kind of programming anywhere in America. Oh, no. that sounds like a real treat. Let's put some douche from Mini- from Michigan State, Minnesota, Purdue, and, and Northwestern together. That sounds really exciting. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Oh, boy, you betcha. Yeah, boy, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypes are unfair, John. See? <laughs> I didn't say Nebraska. I forget you're in the conference. I forget you're you in just, that conference. You just lumped in a lot of Big Ten states, though. So. Oh, God, I keep forgetting they're in the, the Big I Ten, I keep too. forgetting you're in the conference. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we're not going re- to relitigate this. We'll take this offline. My God. <laughs> well, that can lead to send us some sports, if you want. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> there, are there sports? There are sports because sports are <laughs> sports are slowly, slowly starting to come back, except for baseball, which will be back quarter till never, so just keep waiting. Um, <laughs> but it's baseball's fault. It is it's, baseball's they, fault. Yeah, they had every yeah, opportunity I, I, to do I, this. I completely agree. Every John. opportunity. There, there, there is a middle ground there for the owners and the players to come together to to put some games on TV and they're both going to be stubborn. I hate baseball, so the more the MLB just collapses on itself, the happier I'll probably be. But you know, reasonable people can probably agree and they can put some programming on. Well, but, you know, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a middle ground anymore though because it sounds like the owners in the in the union are pretty much at a stalemate between prorating salaries and yeah. the number of games that they're going to play and how the playoffs are going to be structured. And then you're really running into now with the NBA potentially coming back yep. with this 22-team playoff, yep. which is going to be just insane. And then obviously, you know, all the conferences for college football are trying to do everything that they can to get back and get students on campus as much as possible and what that's going to look like. And then obviously the M- the, the NFL is just a behemoth, so they're going to do whatever the hell that they're going to do to to get football back on. So it's just like, I mean, it's, it's like the strike all over again yeah. except for it's it's – it is their fault, and it isn't their fault. Well, and what's stupid is, no, the whole thing is baseball was, like, right there when all this stuff happened, you know, with the lockdowns and everything. They were starting to say, okay, how can we figure this out? Like, they were one of the first entities, sports, you know, pro sports entities to say, okay, how can we figure this out? And then they've just gotten completely lapped on this whole entire well, thing. I think part of the problem with that is is they didn't they they saw what the KBO did and they saw what the Taiwan League did and they had a model at least to go off of in terms of you know being able to to get games back without fans or putting stuffed animals or cardboard cutouts of people whatever 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 the hell yeah. that, you, that you're going to do but you also got to think people are are invested in revenue you know these owners don't want to they see empty seats in the stands and they're just seeing dollars go out the window so I mean there's there's that to think about as well right chad are you still with us yeah okay cause... i just i got you know i'm just sitting yeah, there listening right but you your screen froze and it's awesome because you look like an evil genius he does um, <laughs> he really does it he's fr- got like the one eye now which is john's which is john's get, john's get, gonna john's gonna take a picture, take a picture because i like it so much it. it's great you look like an evil genius you're, it's you'll perfect have to share it with me yes you're, moving over here, chad. You're, you're still moving on my screen oh no, <laughs> yeah, no you're dead in the water in my world 
It's definitely frozen on my end, too. I'm going to screenshot this. But it's fabulous. He looks like an evil genius. Okay, so so I think we can pretty much agree that, that baseball's kind of really screwed themselves in into the earth at this point. So college football, though, man, I said in March I had, I had no, absolutely no expectations for this coming back at all in any form, shape, whatever. And apparently, you know, it's starting to slowly look like they're – possibly going to be a season i'm not seeing it uh, given all the stuff with alabama and auburn and arkansas state all these like covid cases i don't see it now well, uk started aren't they starting next week practice Monday, or tomorrow workouts tomorrow. yeah now I, you you plan is they have 50 players they're coming back it's a lot of people who stayed in kentucky or stayed local but um to Chad's point, he's he's right in the sense that you started hearing about Marshall had a couple players. Marshall had two cases, and there was somebody else had two cases. Of course, Alabama had to outdo everybody. We've got five. Just wanted to make sure you knew we've still got five. They probably count 15, but it's actually five. Um, but that's the thing is you can't put them boys that are sick next, that close to such a frail bastard like Nick Saban. Like, you've got to protect the golden goose. <laughs> okay. Well, while I want to believe everything everybody is saying, the, the answer is money, and you know, and I think that they'll find some way to get that going on because otherwise, you're going to collapse every other uh, sports program at these universities. Well, that's already happened too in a lot of places. I mean, Akron had to cut. I think it was three. Now, granted, that's Akron, but no, that's yeah, I mean, footballs. I mean, footballs the money maker for basically every university for the most part. So, I mean, you have to imagine that they're going to do something in terms of, you know, pushing back the season or playing with no fans. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to get the season in and they're going to get the revenue because obviously the TV and the sponsors are going to have a say in this as well. Yeah. And don't slip, don't, don't be sleeping on the zips. <laughs> I, w- I was not going to go to the, I-, I didn't want to leap to the defense of the Mac, but I was going to say somebody's throwing dispersions. The Mac can be a very wily group of folks. I don't folks. think there was any dispersions thrown at the Mac. I'm just saying they can be a very well, – I'm just concerned we might get upset in the future, and they're very okay. wily group of people. But this, the point that I was right. making is is that it's it's Akron because it's not it's not Kentucky, it's not Nebraska, it's not Alabama, it's not a really well-nationally known yeah. university that's, that's having these issues. So, I mean, now granted, Nebraska's had to cut a couple – excuse me, a couple of programs recently – because they just don't have the funding for it. They've had to put, you know, professors on on furloughs. So, I mean, there's there's real-world consequences to these. Yeah. Well, no, and, I agree. And it honestly looks like, you know, uh, Rob, you mentioned Michigan. Their president is a, and John, correct me if I say this wrong, a virologist. Is that is that correct? It's correct. Did, did I do that right? Like, okay, so that's a legitimate point. Everybody may be going to play. So, like, everybody was all about USC and California is going to say no. Well, USC realized this is our chance to go get a payday and be on national TV to get our our brains beat in by Alabama. So we're going to keep doing that. They said we're going to do it. So because they heard Alabama and TCU saying, screw these guys, let's just play each other. But the thing of this is that you have people – there. The virologist that is the president of Michigan has said we may not be playing football. You may have a school like Michigan that says we're not we're not going to do it. We'll take whatever it is. We'll take the whatever penalty we have. We're not going to do it. But as as Adam correctly points out, it's every university. Ninety. I read the other day that 
if they did not have college football, and I think we've talked about this on the show before, there are two schools that would be yeah. in the red automatically, and that's the, the only two schools that would not be in the red automatically are Texas A&M and Georgia. Everybody else, you're losing yeah. money. But what that uh -huh. means, what that translates to is scholarships for kids that play in softball and women's soccer, and, and soccer, men's, women's, all of those, baseball, softball, soccer, like it's all that stuff. It's you're talking yeah. now about kids that can't go to class because we don't have the money to pay for their tuition. So then you start to get you you get this trickle down effect where they're saying, well, if these kids can't go to class because they can't come to the institution, then we no longer have we we aren't making classes. So then you start about TAs and and instructors that can't do it. Tennessee, I dislike them, but they have even said, "R.I.P. Johnny Majors." Please don't go there right now. Um, they have already said, and we've talked about this before, if you're over 70, don't go to class. You cannot teach class in person. So like it, as much as people, you're hearing people say, well, it's overblown and let's go back and let's do this and let's do that. It, it's coming because like you said earlier, we don't know enough about it to know, but envision a situation where some kid gets it and God forbid is ill enough that they're on a respirator. Like that shuts this whole thing down period for colleges mm -hmm. like you, yeah. you cannot have that situation you it's it's untenable and it's so but here, we here's love so it, but, we want to have it but there's a point at which we have to here, do here's right. here's my question though so let's say somebody like michigan doesn't play but you know other people you know anyway but michigan is kind of the, the holdout right do they still they still have to pay the those teams though right like the the lower tier pay teams? the players no the lower tier teams that they were oh, supposed to play well, they still got they're contractually obligated, they're contractually obligated I, I mean so yeah yeah so like well you have to think though that if they had good enough lawyers that they put in an in act of God because I remember you know going back to Akron in 2018 when the first game got rained out for nebraska which was against akron there was an act of god clause in that contract that prevented them from paying out the full amount so there's there's part of that that could potentially be that could be part of those deals yeah i'm kind of thinking the same thing i mean if they're not going to play the game the revenue is not going to be shared with those schools so the the question I have about that is going back to the and this has totally gone into inside sports business. But anyway, um, what I want to know is we did not hear about that happening with the NCAA tournament because I I said on this show I really thought that the reason they would not have the conference and NCAA tournaments is they would pull the plug to use the insurance and use that that caveat emptor kind of there's no other option. But I have firsthand knowledge of the place that I worked did not lost a mm -hmm. bunch of money because the NCAA tournament did not happen, and they they were not paid that money. So then, I guess that's my point is. So then, is there is there not a clause that says if something happens and it's an act of God that's totally uncontrolled? Like for example, at, in the SEC tournament a uh, hundred years ago when they had a tornado, when they ended up playing in the gym at Georgia. Oh, I remember that. Like if that, if that kind of thing happens, let's say there's a fire or a storm or a I mean, power I, I, outage I think or it's, the I think sewer it, explodes. It, yeah, but I think it like, goes back to Adam's point. I think it's, it's just it probably individual contracts, huh. and you won't know in, unless you're kind of, I guess, privy to that. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, you know, again, I'm totally off topic from where we normally are, but I just cannot see schools – paying out to play not not to have these games played uh and i'm sure there's somewhere in the contractual language that they're not gonna do that i mean they're already struggling and then some school is gonna some small school is gonna try to strong arm them they'll never play them again anyway one of the stories that i heard was um 
because the NAIA, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> has said that they're only going to have like a nine-game season, and it's all going to be like conference games. But one of the things that they've said was when the when the NCAA talked about this, the smaller schools, the, the non-Power 5 institutions came up and said, look, this is like – we have to do this. There, yeah. there, there are schools that go and they play at Alabama um, for a million-dollar check that pays yeah, for their pay. athletic that's, budget. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're buying, we're buying field turf. We're buying a women's, a women's soccer facility. We're buying all that kind of stuff. We have to have the chance to go do this. And that's where – I don't know. I don't know. I love the game. I love college football. I want it to happen. But it's one of those things that if, if you are in a position where somebody gets sick – and one of these kids, heaven forbid, is in like terrible condition. Is it worth it? And then, yeah. who are they going to let in? Are they going to? I do want to see that. I want to see the big money donors well, be forced to march up to the upper levels and sit in the rain. I'm going to enjoy that. <laughs> in fairness, so, Nick Saban would only play him to the third quarter. That's <laughs> true. Chad, uh, any thoughts? Right, one more thing before you close down, like college football things. So yeah. Coming back through uh, Alabama yesterday, Johnny Menzel. Uh, he is now on local billboards or on billboards selling local auto insurance. Oh, wow. Nice. Poor Johnny. Well, he owned that state in fairness, so he ought to just as well get some cash. Ooh. It's Ooh. true. They couldn't stop him. John, would you would you like to Roll say time. would you like to say a few words about Johnny Majors? I thought that that was going to be my shout out section. Oh, okay, okay. We'll we'll save it. I'll talk Ow. about it now. You can shout it's, him out now. Well, I mean, he's no, dead. I'll, I'll be happy to talk about it. R.I.P. Johnny Majors, a man that most people in in Knoxville revere as the Big Orange Jesus. He was when I was a kid, like he was the. I thought he was one of the class acts of college football that he would wear the long trench coat and that kind of thing. I remember vividly coming back from a marching band tournament, shut up and <laughs> taping the Notre Dame game. And that son of a bitch had taken the Tennessee Vols to Notre Dame and beaten my Irish made me so mad. It made, I had it on videotape and I, I couldn't watch the end of it when I found out they won. It was the world before Twitter kids look that up. Um, but it's, <laughs> I feel bad for him because I liked him. I thought he was a gentleman. He seemed like a very class act. He was, in my opinion, he was one of those coaches that, like, you see pictures of Bear Bryant at Kentucky, and you see some of those pictures where the dudes are, like, wearing the hats and the ties. Like, that dude was the real-life embodiment of that, for me at least. So when that big orange fat fuck, Phil Fulmer, took his job from him while he was on the table with heart surgery, I wanted to kill him. And that's what honestly has started the deep-rooted hatred I have for Tennessee and Fat Phil in, to this day. I've never liked him. It actually warmed my soul when I heard um, Ryan McGee on a podcast talking about how Johnny never got over that, because that would be me. I like that. I... I I was closer to him after his death when I realized he held a grudge like no other than I was before because I would have been that person. They said that even Lane Kiffin, turd that he was, like he was the guy who gave Johnny the key to go into the Tennessee football facility. So then when the fat fuck came back, took out the the – the, he took out the athletic director who was trying to hire Shiano, and then he said, oh, I'll just slide right in here like a greased pig. He took the job, and now he's the AD running on Rocky Top. Well, apparently the two of them, it was like a ballet dance watching the two of them in the same building because they would not go anywhere because Johnny still hated him. So on that, RIP Johnny Majors. I really liked balls. him. I was never a Vols fan, 
but I, I thought he was a class act who got absolutely screwed by a fat motherfucking Phil Fulmer. So earlier, you, when you mentioned Tennessee and Notre Dame, that's the bowl that I pull for ISIS. <laughs> I was Same thing with any. I was a Notre Dame fan long ago, back when the Catholics and the convicts and and all that sort of stuff. I was a Lou Holtz fan. Lou Holtz. Lispy Lou. Oh my god! I loved Lispy uh, Lou. Man. I loved Lispy Lou. It was those were those days that like because. I mean, let's be honest. Kentucky was not TV on channels. television, and they right. were. The, no, that's fair. The Kentucky football game was paid on tape delay with Rob Romley and the Sports Minute at eleven thirty, and I was at like, night. "Well, I can't stay up at eleven thirty at night to watch you get your ass on whipped Jefferson by Akron. Pilot." Yeah, I, I can't do that. I just can't do that. So what we saw. Join the Florida State crew. Oh, hell no. I love Florida State because, like you said. I forgot about that, Rob. I forgot you were a Florida State guy. What, what back in the Dion days? Yeah. I mean, the Charlie Ward, they, they just had great players. Oh, no. Let's let's not. But, no, you know, this was, this was the great era of Nebraska football. This was the heyday, oh, yeah. the golden era of in Nebraska 90s, football. Yeah. No, I'm serious. What no, it was. It? This was. Yeah. No, Tom it was. I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to, to remember that. I remember... Just I remember that that Orange Bowl against against Charlie Ward and mm. I think Work Done may have been yep. on the team or maybe yeah, yeah, been yeah. a little bit later. But um, yeah, they I mean they had a great and I remember everybody saying that Nebraska was going to run out of the stadium that night and I mean they were some poor clock management away and a and a better field goal kicker of of winning the first national title there. But I mean it is what it is. I, I honestly think if if Nebraska had won that Orange Bowl. They probably wouldn't have won the next two. So was Eric Crouch kind of the end? Was it was his reign? Was he kind of the end of the Nebraska? So yeah, that that two thousand that two thousand one. Everybody points back to that to that season of the the Colorado game. What everybody knows as Black Friday here in here in the state against sixty two to thirty one, and then just the complete ass kicking against an NFL team of, of Miami Hurricanes, except for Ken Dorsey because he's a piece of shit quarterback in my opinion. But he was surrounded by great talent. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean just nothing's been recaptured after that because mm-hmm. after after they fired Frank Solich, everybody basically said that the identity of Nebraska football was lost because it was predicated on the option game, which everybody thought was basically the staple in in what differentiated and that's why when all the coaching changes happened in the interim that people were like well let's look at the the navy coach ken uh Nehemiah Talalo oh my lord and and, <laughs> and air force yeah i mean and no, that's what that's what a lot of people were saying i mean that's that's what it's like in, in this state with uh with nebraska football god bless them somebody should send them a calendar it um <laughs> that it's one of those things I, I loved Frank Stolich. I thought he was I, he's still good. I yeah, love good Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini was fiery. Mm-hmm. He was not a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's not a head coach. He is the Dickie no. Bo of college football. Yes. That yeah. man he he needs yeah. and he's done well at Youngstown, but he needs to be in a coordinator's role. But you need to have a philosophy and it's God yeah, he's bless in Ohio, him. right? University yes. of Ohio and, and has been yeah. there for yeah. like twenty years. Yeah. But it's, I knew Nebraska was in trouble when they hired that poor dude from the Beavers at Oregon State. Ugh, that was a bad match. 
Well, it happens. Well, we just we just have wiped that from from the history books here. And mm. you know, we I think as Kentucky football fans, we can attest to that bad coaching hire. Oh, I know a bad coach when I see all him. too well. Oh, I, 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 three yes. or four years down the road, I know a bad coach when I see him. A- absolutely. <laughs> well, when everybody everybody has to Google who the next head coach is going to be. <laughs> It's you know it's bad. <laughs> that's that's a I, I, that's a very good point. I, I would, Billy Gillespie. Uh, <laughs> now, Billy was a good choice, but the, Billy was a horrible choice, John. But the no, Billy was a good choice at the in a microcosm. He was a good choice in a vacuum. Billy was a good choice because in a bottle but the, of but the bourbon. Problem is, at the bottom bottom the of problem, a bottle of bourbon. We, at the bottom of the American pool. Yes. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. American Pool. You cannot defend. I'm no. not watching UK what I'm basketball. Is, what I'm is, no, that, that is blasphemy. But what I'm saying is, he was the Kevin O'Neill of Tennessee. When Kevin O'Neill took his greasy head down there and beat Kentucky with Marquette in Tampa and then rolled up to play at Tennessee in the national tournament, everybody said, Tennessee, we got to hire him, we got to hire him. They did, and he stank. But the problem is, the same thing happened with Billy. Billy had just beaten L with Texas A&M in Rupp Arena, and Billy was a hot commodity. Everybody, don't you remember, you, Rob, you were one of them. Everybody said, well, he's not married. He's married to basketball. He's not going to be distracted by anything. He's married to basketball. I will he's say, the guy that's going to turn this around. What we need is more here, focus here, on the team. In general, if, again, and, and I don't, I'm not as immersed in some of this as, as some of you guys. If I don't know who the hell you are, you shouldn't be coaching at UK. I don't think Kevin O'Neill sang karaoke at Patch and Pub. That's all I'm saying. We should invite Billy on this show to drink with us. I don't think he can drink anymore. <laughs> He's got two loaned kidneys. His kidneys are his kidneys are loners right now. That man's um, never followed rules in his life. Well, either way, that went dark. It did go dark, and so I guess speaking of dark, <laughs> let's talk about what we've been drinking. John, what do you think of this Trader Joe's? Bourbon? Not good. Not uh, bad. Okay. It it is fair to Midland. I was gonna say fair to Midland. Yeah. It, it's a 90 proof that I think drinks too hot and too spicy it for does. that proof. It does. It's hot. Interesting. I think that um, probably tells me more about its provenance than anything else because it shouldn't be this hot. It shouldn't be this spicy. Yeah, we've consumed this much of the yeah. bottle. Now, don't they call it like jailhouse bourbon or something? Or something like that? Or is that... It should be on the top of the bottle. Y'all got it there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I like that. Think I don't so. see anything about a jail. It says Trader Joe's Kentucky Bourbon Straight Whiskey. Maybe it's their gin. I'm going to look that up. It probably is their gin. Their gin. Um, so Adam, what did you think of the uh, the Maker's Mark? I, it's it's fantastic. Uh, the reviews before I, before I cracked it, everybody in the groups that I'm on uh, here in Nebraska on Facebook all said it's just absolutely phenomenal. So... Um, I bought two bottles, one for me and one for my father-in-law for Father's Day. So I'm probably going to have to go back and get a second one because I've had a couple pours of this already. And it's uh, it's definitely worth and it's a pretty good dollar value, too. What's the price point on Maker's Mark Private Select up uh, there? Was, this, was 60, this was 65 Okay. Wow, they're like $79.99. Yeah, it's cheaper in Nebraska than it is here. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, Moreno's down the street. <laughs> But it, the interesting thing to me that we we didn't I don't think I mentioned before was Makers is a big enough brand that they can do that and they can have these kind of options around the nation. So check your local because there's a good chance you can find something very similar to that and find something you like. I think Chad's next uh, uh, vacation is going to be out to Nebraska. 
Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My, my next vacation is probably going to be going back to the beach. In wow. That wasn't right. a diss on. That wasn't a diss on Nebraska. I just I've been through there. Several Trust times. me, Nebraska that was a ditch on. I know Chad. That was a diss on Makers. That was not a diss on Nebraska. <laughs> Yes, I'm not a Makers fan. Except Trust me. Private Selects. <laughs> private Selects. Private Selects Trust are me. damn good. So I thought you were going to ask me about my drink. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, this Gatorade uh, Glacier Cherry is baller. Ooh. <laughs> Go out and get you some. Before, clear the shelves, Taters. That's right. <laughs> get, get <laughs> it all gone. Ga- Gator Taters. Gatorade Taters. So, Rob, what did you think of the, the cocktail there oh, that Kelly Lord. ginned up for you? It's tasty. I enjoyed it. I mean, unlike a lot of people on the show, I enjoy a nice mint julep. And this was just a nice twist with the lemonade. Um, that splash of uh, of the the club soda just really brought it to life. A little effervescence. It was good. I enjoyed it. All right. How many other people in this chat have club soda in your home? Uh, that would be negative. Oh my uh, god. See. Oh my god. <laughs> Tonic water, club soda. I but mean, he's he's prepared for Armageddon. Armageddon. He has a he has a dugout basement with the survival techniques. I mean, he has wow. to do. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So, it can't just be bourbon straight from the bottle every time, John. Uh, it's worked well for me since like about 1989, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Bunch of damn drunks. <laughs> damn straight. Okay, so John kind of gave his end of the show shout out. Any anybody else? I will say it's okay. a sin. <laughs> it is a sin. It is a shame. And apologies are still owed to Johnny Majors. R.I.P. Okay, Adam. Any end of the show shout outs? <laughs> Adam's on tape delay out there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's there's a there's a lot of feedback going on. Um, I'm gonna shout out my wife for uh, getting us through quarantine. There, it was uh, it was difficult with uh, having a toddler around and then both both of us working full time jobs and um, we made it through it. So I gotta I gotta shout out to Allie. All right, props props to her. Absolutely, Rob. Any end of the show shout outs? Um. No, I got nothing to do. All right, Chad. You know, let me shout out the great state of Alabama for always entertaining me. I mean, there's always something to see as you drive through. And we all shout out, uh, I'd like to shout out Alabama State University um, college campus there. That was a good experience. HBCUs for life. Go Hornets. Go Hornets. <laughs> I did not know their mascot. I was um, going to say, shout out to you for, for knowing the mascot there. That's... There's a story here, Adam. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, there is. It, is it, this, are we gonna are we gonna take this offline too? Chad, okay. Chad, yeah. yeah, Chad may have to. When when we quit recording before you hang up, uh, Chad Chad will have to tell you this story. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna shout out Rob and the rest of the of his crew who are going back to work tomorrow. Godspeed to you all. Best Yikes. of luck. It's been what three months. Been a minute. It's been a minute. It's, I'm, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, it's a hell of a world out but, there. Sir, Godspeed <laughs> and good good luck. Good luck to y'all, you and and your whole entire entire crew out there. So you know, props props to y'all. Right. So will it be open, Rob? So can we go into no, it? Or no, is it, gonna it be it's, it's just going to be curbside. We're going to bring. If you put something on hold, uh, it'll be a it'll be a little while before we get through some of that because there's a bunch of stuff. But uh, we'll we'll bring it to your vehicle. How long does it take to bring me a book? Isn't the book already written? Um, it's already guess. printed, right? I mean, it's, so it, it's yeah. already printed. It's already done. Like you just you just walk it out to me, right? 
Yes. Is that, I'm yeah, going to guess yeah. probably yeah. each transaction somewhere, depending on how long it is and what's going on, probably about 90 seconds or so. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Hey, yeah. that's longer Good. than Patino well, took. You better, you better get a stopwatch and time them. Mm. That's like that's like three patinos. That's like making love for okay, patinos. That's that's six patinos. <laughs> six patinos. Well, six patinos. This is a beautiful well, moment, and y'all had to go there. <laughs> someone's not. Of course we did. Of course we did. Can't, can't we have a beautiful moment? <laughs> I do appreciate the option. Let children read. Hey, and... before we go, Rob, for our viewers, and I know Carrie's like giving a signal to shut the hell up, but for those of us that aren't as no one listens. What the, hell is it, what the hell is the difference between club soda and tonic water? Oh, it's completely different. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Listen to this. Oh, Chad, are you really asking that? I mean, what a, a cretin! Like a clear sort of like soda or like a cola. It's just clear. I mean, it doesn't have like the the sugary taste to it. Your tonic water is really, really bitter. Jesus I mean, Christ. it's got quinine in it. It's you know, they're two different things. <laughs> I, that was Rob. That was for the viewers. I was asking for a friend. <laughs> do, the masses here. do you have both? Yeah, I always have. I always have tonic for gin and tonics. Do you, you have to have fresh limes, gin, and tonic? Yeah, club soda is just to pour on top of something. It's just a little splash to give it that little fizz, little effervescence. Yeah, exactly. So the, so the quinine helps with leg cramps. And these cheap motherfuckers come in this place and they start bitching at me about, well, why isn't this cheaper? I can just get quinine. I'm like, get quinine. I don't care. Just the background. <laughs> Okay. Now I'm gone. That's it. We're we're done. We're done. Hey, you you, you know what? Um, yeah. If you would like to, uh, for us to give you an end of the show shout out, uh, hit us up on a Twitter at uh, podcast b a b o. Thank you, right. Adam. Adam, thank you for hanging in, for filling Thanks, in Adam, for for, for Sean. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it absolutely. And uh, yeah, we're on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio. I guess I keep sending them stuff. They don't send it back. Um. We're on Instagram, we're on Spotify, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, all those places go pack. Podcasts are free, and we will see you next time. See ya! Peace.